Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor J.P. Troyo here. So glad that you're joining us today on our podcast. You're about to hear a message today from our weekend encounter. Uh, I pray that this message uh, encourages you, inspires you, and pushes you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to stay on track with what's going on at the church, we'd love for you to download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, or visit us on our website, www.oasischurchchicago.com. I'm praying for you, we're believing for you, and we trust that God's gonna continue to do great things in your life. God bless you. Now here's the message today. This morning, I just wanted to um, take some time to talk to you guys as the family of Oasis, but if you're tuning in today and this is your first time joining us here at Oasis Church Chicago, we wanna say welcome to you. Uh, you, you I, I pray that you are encouraged, that you're inspired, but also ultimately you're, you're transformed by the presence of God as you're sitting at home right now. And so I wanna talk to us as the family before I jump into the message here this morning. That, that kind of goes hand in hand. And uh, I wanna make some important uh, uh, just statements. I believe more than ever, like the Lord is placing some really, really strong things on the church, our church, churches across the city, across this nation, across this globe. And I just wanna encourage us by, by just sharing what God has placed on my heart as, as this week has gone on, as we have um, had time alone with him and time alone with his presence. And the first and foremost thing, guys, continue to pray for our officials, continue to pray for our government, continue to pray for our first responders, for our medical professionals. Man, I just wanna give a massive shout out to anybody that's watching and you serve in the medical field right now. We're praying for you. We're asking for strength from the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're asking for endurance. We're asking for rest. We're asking for protection from sickness and disease over you and your home as you're serving those that are sick. We're, we're asking that your hands would truly be hands of healing as you help people. And so, guys, continue to pray for our medical professionals our first responders, our officials. But today, and I, and I wanna read a lot of this, I hope that's okay. We operate in this time with hope, with faith, and with deep comfort. But we also wanna be aware of what God is saying to us in this time. You know, God is speaking and God continues to speak no matter what's happening around us. God is always speaking in the, in the valley, on the mountaintop, he's always speaking. And as disciples of Jesus, that's who we are. As you follow Jesus, you're a disciple of Jesus. The disciples of Jesus, the children of Jesus know his voice and they know what he's saying. And, and more than ever, I'm praying that as you are home, as you are getting into him, you're gonna hear his voice, you're gonna hear what he's saying. But for me, I, I really sense as the church, um, it, it, there's a deep awakening among us. There's a shaking that's happening, like I mentioned in, on prayer meeting, Hebrews 12. There's a shaking of the things that can be shaken, and there's a, a, there's a remaining of those things that cannot be shaken. And I believe more than ever, we are gonna see as the church, the things that need to be shaken off of us, the things that need to be shaken off of our homes, off of our lives, they're gonna be shaken off. And the things that are gonna be remaining are the things of God, the pure things, the holy things, the righteous things of God are gonna stand. And this is a time more than ever. This is a moment for us as the church. I believe the, the best days are ahead still for the church, the church globally uh, across this country. I believe the best days are ahead, but this is a changing of time. Man, we are sitting in my living room right now looking at a screen, never thought on a Sunday that we would be doing this, but this is a time where we can come together in a way like never before. As you know, 2020, the word for our church was family. As I look back, Rachel and I were speaking yesterday, as I look back, we are sitting away in a time a few months before the new year, and the Lord really put it on Rachel's heart and then my heart that we needed to talk about family. I believe it was a prophetic nature, a prophetic word for our church that we're gonna focus in on family during this time. The time for families where we're all home together is now. We're not leaving, we're not, we're not out and about. Every form of entertainment in regards to sports and, and, and events, 
uh, gatherings, those have all been taken away from us. And really, really, we're home. We're, 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 we're home and we can't leave. And more than ever before, it is time for our families to rise up. Man, the, 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 the instillment of our, our, it, what has been instilled in our spirits of entertainment, of large events, of all those things, those are all gone. I remember growing up, we would have church, we'd have dinner, we'd have lunch, and then we'd go home and we'd watch some football game, we'd watch some sports game. And it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I really think God's shaking off things right now to instill in the family the presence of who he is more than ever before. Here's the truth today, guys, and I wanna say this before we jump in. Satan thinks he's winning, okay? Satan thinks he's winning, and here's why he thinks he's winning. He thinks he's dismantling the church because Sundays aren't happening, large gatherings aren't happening. Can I tell us the truth of God today? That Satan is actually losing. Because what's gonna happen today is if we take this to heart, if we receive this, if we do this, if we take this mandate of becoming intercessory homes and families, we are going to see churches popping up on every corner, on every street, in every neighborhood, in every sub suburban uh, neighborhood, in every place across the station. We're gonna see the church rising up all across this city and we're gonna see worship becoming loud. We're gonna see, see the word being proclaimed. We're gonna see the message of hope ringing. In a church. We're gonna be interceding for people. Man, this is a time for our families to realign our homes and our lives and be covered under God. It's a time where no longer we're gonna look to the world. We're gonna look to our school system to raise our kids. Guys, I'm gonna be honest with you. Man, I have a child. He's not in school, but I know it's good to get a break. <laughs> it's good as a parent. If you're a parent out there, we're praying for endurance. We're praying for strength, but it's nice when they, when they can go away. But man, we maybe have in a sense dependent on the school system. Not bad. We need education. We need, I believe that here in my heart, but we've depended on them to raise our children. How about now more than ever, it's time for us to raise our kids and to raise them in the things of God. It's time for you single people to get together in your apartments, roommates, all those things that are happening. It's time for you to get together and soak in the word and not look to, to me as the pastor to, to always give you the words of God, to always feed you, and, but it's time for us to feed ourselves with the word of God. Guys, this is a mandate from heaven. This is the time for us. Now, it, it hurt my heart recently. I was watching the news and there was a doctor on the TV and he was mentioning how he just wishes that we would uh, adhere to everything that's going on and stay home and do all stuff, which we respect and honor. We wanna keep doing um, as much as we can, please. But he said something profound. He said that his daughter um, doesn't listen to the things that he tells her not to do. And I know as a parent, we've all been there. Right? You tell your kids something, they're not gonna listen right away. But he actually pleaded with social influencers Guys, I'm not coming at social influencers here in my heart. I hope this comes across the way it is right now. I'm, I'm, I'm not coming at you guys, but he actually asked for social influencers to go on their platforms and to post to stay home and to stay and to abide by what's going on because he said his daughter wouldn't listen to him. Now, the day has come where we're asking for social influencers to influence our children, to influence our homes more than we're asking for the Holy Spirit to influence our homes. And I think the time is now where we're saying, God, we're asking you, we're inviting you back into our homes. We're inviting you back into our families. We're inviting you into our dwelling places and you are in charge. You are in control. You are leading us. I hope this encourages. This is a time for God's people to become distinct. This is a distinction happening where the people of God are going to rise up. Homes are gonna be lit up by the presence of God. They're gonna be lighthouses among our cities where people are gonna to look to you, to your apartments, to your homes, and be like, what is happening in that home? Why is it shining so bright? Oh, it's because we are becoming distinct by God's presence and who he is. And so today, more than ever, this is a time for us to rise up. Now listen, this doesn't negate fear. This doesn't negate what's happening. I know that some of you are watching, your brains are telling you to shut off because I'm not addressing job loss, 
financial situations, how we're gonna make it, how we're gonna eat, how we're gonna do all these things. I get it, and let me tell you something. God sees you, and God knows where you're at. If you are, you are his child, he sees you as his child. And I wanna just read Matthew 6 before I jump into the message, because I just wanna proclaim this. You should write this down, Matthew 6, 25 through 34, because if there's ever a scripture verse that we need to hold on to during this time of uncertainty, not knowing how we're gonna make it, it's this. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. Do they not sow or reap or store away in barns? And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? I just wanna pray this as a decoration of your home. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. If you, there's words you need to proclaim right now, say, my heavenly father knows that we need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So heavenly father, right now, as we have just received that word of promise and of hope, I pray, God, that this message, as we continue to dive into your word, it would be transformative in our lives, that it would be a time for us to see your presence come alive even greater where we're at right now in our lives. Father, I pray worry, fear, anxiety be dismissed right now in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that people would take hold of and claim your scripture as theirs and as, their, as your promises to them. God, your, your word does not return void. Your promises are yes and amen. Your promises are for us, and they stay true through all of eternity. And so, God, we trust you, we believe in you, ask us in Jesus' name. And everybody says, come on, everybody says at home, amen. I want to speak today from a powerful book in the Old Testament. Cheers. I want to, I hope that was really funny to you guys at home. I want to, I want to speak out of the book of Nehemiah and, and speak into strengthening of the family. I'm going to read a bit of the story throughout each point that I'm going to teach but, but I want to encourage you to dive into your Bibles, open up this, uh, this book of Nehemiah throughout this week coming and, and read it and get stronger. I, I've been reading this the last few days and I was on a phone call with a pastor and we were encouraging one another earlier on in the week and he brought this to my mind and I was dwelling on it and reading it and studying it and, and I actually believe it relates today more than ever before. I, I don't say this often, so I'm going to read this, but I believe this is a prophetic time in history for the transformation of the world by the kingdom of God rising up and taking to heart the times. It's a time for us to rise up and to see what's happening in the times and to say, we are going to stand guard. We are going to stand guard about what's happening. Uh, we're not gonna fall fear. Uh, uh, we're not gonna fall prey to fear. We're gonna be faith driven. We're gonna be faith driven. Today is a mandate for heaven for us to know that we are all called to be the priests of our home. Let me say this again. Let me just teach you for a moment. Wherever you're at, if you're sitting at home and you're a married couple, you're a single person, you are the priest of your home. 
You allow what happens in your home. You allow what comes in and out of your home. You stand guard over your home. You are the priest. You are the one that carries the word in your home. You're the one that proclaims the name of Jesus in your home. You are the priest of your home. And it is time for us to rebuild the walls of homes. It is time for us to, to repair the things that have been broken in homes, the things that we have allowed into our homes to just, to just say, Lord, take them out. This is a time for the royal priesthood to step up and to begin to operate in our homes as God would have us to operate. And so I wanna teach a message entitled today, this is a family matter. This is a family matter. Have you ever had growing up a family meeting called? I had all the time, whether it was just me getting in trouble that my mom and dad said, it's time for us to sit down. This is a family matter. We're going to talk to you. There was times even when they had to discuss things going on in our homes and, and situations happening. I, I've called times where Rachel's been in another room. And I've called her up and said, this is a time for us to stop, pause, and we're going to talk. We're going to address some things. This is a serious moment. Guys, I'm not trying to be super serious, but this is a, this is a very serious moment, right, where you've sat in your living room or you've sat in your kitchen table across the table and you said, we got to talk. This is a family moment. This is a family matter. This is what's happening today. God is looking above from heaven, I believe, and he's saying this is a family matter, a family situation. This is a time for us to rebuild, to restore, and to reclaim our homes. What's happening in this context of scripture is this, that the people of Israel, they were in captivity, and now they are permitted to return home to their homeland from captivity. The, the book of Nehemiah goes hand in hand with the book of Ezra. Ezra describes the rebuilding of the temple as the people return from exile back to Jerusalem. And Nehemiah's book is the detail of rebuilding the walls around Jerusalem. Nehemiah at the time is serving the king. He is serving as a cupbearer. He is the guy, what a job. I, I love the cupbearer job. He had to drink uh, the cup before it was presented to the king to make sure that the king was not poisoned and he would not die. He was taking a large risk. Talk about a man of faith that he would say, hey, I'll take that cup from you, king. I'll drink it and I'll hand it to you, trusting that I would rather protect you than myself. It's a crazy story. I have time to go into that, but that's his role. That's who he was. And he receives word that people are heading back home. They're going his people, the people of Israel, heading back home to, to a land and to a place that had been destroyed, had been broken down. And now it is time um, where they, they are going to go back and rebuild, but there is coming attacks. There's coming words spoken over him, curses upon them, oppression, and his heart's broken for it. His heart is broken over what's happening. He, he gets the word and he, he, he has a moment with God and he says, I gotta go, I gotta go and I gotta go serve my people. I gotta rebuild what has been broken. I gotta go rebuild what God has promised to us. Hello, is this clicking? It is time for us to now rebuild the things that God has spoken to us. We can look at this in two different ways. We can look at this time as a rebuilding of the walls of our homes, of our families, of our streets, of our neighborhoods, or we can look at this time as doom, desperation, darkness, with anxiety and fear. I believe today the mandate is to look at it the first way, with hope and with, with saying yes to God. And so the first thing that I see in this story, and I'm gonna get to scriptures, you can open up your Bibles to Nehemiah 1, 4 through 11. I hope this is okay and I hope this is good. But if we're gonna build our homes, if we're gonna have an awakening in our homes, then we need to have this. The first thing is this, awareness of our times is revealed by our awakening of his presence. You are aware of what's happening today when you get in his presence. Nehemiah 1, 4 through 11 says this. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. Nehemiah's writing. He heard the news of the destruction and, and the things that are happening back home. For some days, I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, 
the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night. For your servants, the people of Israel, I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly towards you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws you gave your servant Moses. Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses saying, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I've chosen as your dwelling place for my name. They are your servants and your people whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this, your servant, and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor and the presence of this man. I believe this, that today, if we're gonna rebuild our homes, that we need to be aware of the times. We need to be aware of what's happening. And the only way you become aware of what's happening is if you get into the presence of God. There is a deep awakening that happens when you get into the presence of God. I believe we can be restored as families. We can have a restoration of our city and of our cities. We can see when this, is, this sickness and disease is healed in the name of Jesus. We're believing that. We're not downplaying. When we see this all happening, there is going to be some, some things that have to be repaired and restored and lives repaired and restored. And, and Satan's gonna try to come in and destroy. But we are saying today, hey, this is an awakening of his presence among our homes. And as we see what's happening, as we're getting in his presence, we have a clarity of what's happening and we can speak to it. We can, we can pray into it. We can declare his word into it. You begin to understand what's happening around us during this time and how to function and operate. It's still on mission when you get in his presence. Can I say something? His presence awakens us to the missions we are still called to do today. Guys, you still have a mission today. Even sitting at home right now on your couch in your pajamas. I wish I could sit in my pajamas right now. Maybe next week I should. Even doing that, even sitting at home, being inside as long as we have to be, there is still a mission for you. There is still a, a, a purpose for you. Man, I can't say it enough. Don't sit there and let the lie say there's nothing for you. There's no purpose for you. You've worked out three times this day today. You, there's nothing left for you today. No, there's a lot for you today. It's called becoming an intercessory prayer warrior. It's becoming a, a person that dives into the word of God and believes for the word of God to speak truth and to speak truth for the people above you and below you and around you, the, the homes, the, 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 the homes that go down the block for you. Man, I'm preaching this word and there's somebody above me right now and I believe that they're, they're gonna be invaded because we are awakened to what's happening and what when we get in his presence, we're awakened to, to saying us that we have a mission. We have a purpose. We have a calling to see revival in the home rise up, to see healing and deliverance in the home rise up. For us to not just play this thing off as, oh, this is a good vacation for us. Or, oh man, I, I, I don't get to work, so I'll just sit home and, and binge watch the 42 shows that I have on my list. Like, that's not bad. I'm probably gonna watch a show or two. But what I'm saying is, is are we awoken to what is actually happening around us? I believe this is a spiritual matter that's happening among us right now. I believe that Satan is trying to scheme. He's trying to destroy. He's trying to destruct things around us. But our God won the victory. We were singing it. We were proclaiming it. Our God is seated on the throne. Our God is in control. And it is a time for us to go, Heavenly Father, by your Spirit's power, show me what's happening. And I believe as, he, as you ask him for that, he's going to reveal the things in your home the things in your families that you can bring to him. You can bring before him and say, God, help us. Help me, please. Help me to have more sense. You know, I, let me bring it home. 
yesterday, my wife doesn't even know this, and she's here in the room, but I was praying uh, downstairs as I was preparing, and I was actually praying what I'm writing and saying, God, help me. Like, show things in my heart that need to be removed in this time where, I, where I'm just with you. And he says, JP, you need to become more sensitive. I said, God, I'm a very sensitive person. I'm a very sensitive person. He said, no, you're not. <laughs> this is how God talks to me. He said, JP, you need to start operating in the fruit of the Spirit better. You need to have kindness. You need to have joy. Oh, and best yet, you need to have patience. You need to have patience for your home, for your wife, for your child, for your friends, for the people that are given time and energy and resource to what's going on around you. You need more sensitivity by the Holy Spirit. And guys, can I be honest? I was wrecked. I know that I could receive more of that. I want more of that, right? Who doesn't want more joy, kindness, patience, gentleness, meekness, self-control? Like, when we get with the Father in his presence, we can understand what's happening around us and what's happening around us personally in our own lives. We can, we can see what's going on. So the question begs today, are you getting alone with the Father to understand what's happening? Guys, this is a virus and this is serious and we don't play this down at all. Hear me. But there is much more happening. We do not fight flesh and blood, but principalities of darkness and of the things we can't see. This is a spiritual battle too. And the more you get in his presence, like Nehemiah did, he fasted, he mourned, he prayed, he fasted, he mourned, he prayed. When you fast and you mourn and you pray to God, you're inviting the presence of God into your dwelling place where you're at. And God awakens the things that are happening, awakens the things that are in you that need to come out. Do we know what's happening around us? And if we did, we can understand like the words of Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 says this, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Even among foolish days of dark days, we can still understand that the Lord has a will for us and he has a mission for us. He has a purpose for us to rise up in our homes and to be like the church of Acts where we light our homes on fire by the presence of God. John 9, 4 says this, Jesus says, as long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. There is going to be a day, guys, where all this will shut off. Jesus will return. If it's in our time, praise the Lord. If it's our, not in our time and it's our children's time or their children, praise the Lord, but he's gonna come back and the day is coming where even you and I will not be breathing any longer. We won't be able to do the work. We won't be able to encounter the presence of God. We won't be able to do it. See guys, when you understand what's happening because you're in the presence of God, you can say, wow, I still have a mission. I still have a purpose. I still can carry out things in my home and I can see the kingdom come to Chicago as it is in heaven today. Nehemiah sought the Lord for the people of God through fasting, praying, weeping, and mourning and worship. And he repented on behalf of the people. Maybe some of you at home right now, you just need to repent. You need to say, God, I'm sorry. I have, I have been distant from you. I have, I have pushed you away. I've tried to figure out how to do this thing right now. I've tried to figure out a solution right now for my family. God, I'm sorry. I haven't kept you at the center of our home. You can do that today like Nehemiah did on behalf of the people. And he got a clear revelation of what to do. If we know what the times are showing us today, we can come to a deep understanding that the time is now more than ever to rebuild the walls of our homes and family. It leads me to my second point. The time for rebuilding is now. It is not after this thing passes us. It's not after we can get out of our apartments and get back to being the bigger church body. That, 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 that's great. The, the large church gatherings are great, but we might not see that for a little while. Who knows? The time to rebuild is now. The time to build the kingdom of God is now among us. Nehemiah 2 1 through 5, if you go to your Bibles, go to Nehemiah 2, 1 through 5. In the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was brought for him, 
I took the wine and I gave it to the king. I had not been sad in his presence before. So the king asked me, why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of heart. Nehemiah responds, I was very much afraid, but I said to the king, may the king live forever. It's the response that a cupbearer has to give. You cannot show sadness in the sight of the king. Why should my face not look sad? Though Nehemiah those explains, why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lies in ruin and its gates have been destroyed by fire? The king said to me, what is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered the king. If it pleases the king, if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are buried so that I can rebuild it. Nehemiah didn't get the news and go, ah, I'm in the king's palace. I'm good while the people of God are being destroyed. He didn't sit back, relax, enjoy the show. He didn't turn on what was happening. In that time, I don't, there was no Netflix or, or, or YouTube or anything. He just sat back and he didn't do any of that. He didn't just chill out. He said, the time is now for me to go. The time is now for me to step up. The time is now for you fathers in the home to step up and to raise your family. The time is now for you moms to step up and to raise your family. The time is now for you, those that are by yourselves in apartments to rise up and just proclaim. The the time is now for you guys that are in your roommates together to rebuild the walls that have been destroyed. The time is now. Nehemiah did not wait. God has created family. From the beginning of time, God created Adam and Eve to be in community with one another, to be be in a marriage with each other, and then to build a family. God's whole heart is family. And he's saying, yo, I built this thing from the beginning, and it has been torn down by your choices, by your decision, but I'm going to give you an opportunity to say yes to the rebuilding of it by my power, by my strength, says the Lord. Nehemiah is heartbroken. He's heartbroken. He decides to go to the wall and to to, to fix it in the face of adversity and criticism and, feel, and fear. And this is the principle that I want to teach here for a moment. In the midst of all this pain, heartache, uncertainty, it's time for our homes to be rebuilt. It's time for our families to be restored and to be rebuilt. It's time for us to build ourselves as the priest of our homes, that we see a city in ruin. We see cities across our nations that seem to be in ruin. It's time for us to see our homes first. Guys, what I'm getting at is we don't need, we need to worry, we need to pray for what's happening around us, but we really need to be worried about what's happening in our home first. That's what I'm getting at. Like, I'm not, to, you guys, I've been praying and interceding, but we need to be aware of what's happening in our home first. The time is upon us for us to see the destructions of our gates, of our ruins among us, seeing all the things that are in us that have been shook right now seeing where we place our dependency, seeing where we put our trust, seeing where we put our hope, seeing, hey, man, I, I, man, I gave you God an hour today. Now I'll go do, no, like now more than ever, it is time for us to say like, man, God, I got some fear in me that I can lay before you. And maybe it doesn't go away after 20 minutes. So I'll stay maybe 30 minutes. Maybe I'll stay 40 minutes. Maybe I'll stay 50 minutes to say to you, God, take my anxiety, take my pride, take my selfish ambition, take my agenda, take my plans. And would you take them and would you shake them off of me? And would you put in me the things that cannot be shaken? We're gonna rebuild this together. Guys, we might not get a message. There might not be a time for me to come and get online. And you gotta sit at home and say, I can still be the priest of my home. I can still build my home up. I can still lead my family in the things of God. And so there are three areas that we need to rebuild. And I'm almost done. This is my first close of 10. First area, like I've said, is the home. Would you ask for daily encounters with the living God? Well, how do you do that? How do you do that, pastor? I don't even know how to pray. I don't, it's simply this, Holy Spirit, I invite you into my home. I shut off every distraction. I shut off my phone. I shut off my TV. I shut off the noise. I shut it all off and just say, Holy Spirit, I invite you into my home. I invite you to dwell here. 
I ask that you would dwell here. I ask that you would move about every room, every place. I pray that you would put your angels around this home. I invite you, God, for, for an encounter with you. I wanna encounter the living God. Do you guys know this? And I believe this to be true, and I hope you do too, that you can encounter the living God in your home. Not at Sunday morning gatherings or Wednesday night prayer meetings. You can encounter the living Holy Spirit in your home today, right now, by just saying, God, I open up my home to you. Another way that we're gonna equip you to build your home is we have these 14 prayers, these prayers that have been given to us by a great pastor friend, Pastor Brian Schwartz down at Celebration Church. Shout out to those guys. We love you guys. But he, he sent this to me and he said, hey man, I've been reading these over my homes over the past couple of days. And he sent them to me and I got them in my hand and I was like, oh my gosh, this is power. This is the word of God. These are declarations that we're gonna declare over a home, that we're gonna speak over a home, that we're gonna say. And so they're found on the app. They're found on the web. They're long. Some of them are long, but guess what? This is the time to read them because you got all the time in the world. You can read all 14 of them throughout the day. We've been taking uh, two to three times a day gathering me, Rachel, and Titus around the couch, and we've been proclaiming them. We've been reading them. We've been saying yes to them. We've been saying them yes to them for our home, for our neighbors, for our city. So these are ways, guys, that we have created these for you. We've equipped the saints right now to be in your home and to read these. Pause, maybe once, maybe twice, maybe 10 times. Read one of them. Man, how good is it to read scripture over our home and declare these over our homes, speak these things. The, the third way to build your home is take communion in your home. Guys, don't miss Wednesday night prayer. We're gonna talk about how to take communion in the home. But man, you can take communion in your home. You are the priest of your home. You can lead your family in communion. You can gather whatever you may have in your home, crackers, bread, uh, shoot, whatever you can find. Find something of substance and take it and, and prepare that with your family and pray over your family, over your spouse. Lay hands, guys, on your spouse. Lay hands on your children. Lay hands on your roommates. Well, if they wash their hands and they're, they're not sick, but do the best that you can. I got medical professionals yelling at me through the camera. I love you. I Listen, I'm trying my best here. But do what you can to lay hands on your spouses, on your roommates, and pray over them. Hey, roommates, pray over each other. Declare the goodness of God over each other. Maybe this is a time for restoration of relationship within your homes and in your, in your apartments. This is a time for you to lay hands on each other and say yes to the kingdom of God, to yes to what God is saying. This is a time for us to gather in the home. Turn off the distractions. Turn off the noise. Worship louder. Man, yesterday, this window is pretty clean behind me. I took the advice of some friends of ours to pray, uh, to, to pray, to pray, yes, and to clean our windows. And so I cl cleaned my window, and I had that window wide open yesterday, and there was people still walking out outside, walking their dogs. And I said, you know, I'm gonna turn up the worship music a little louder. And so I turned up my, 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 my sound bar a little louder, and I just started blasting out the song Living Hope uh, out my window. Now, guys, that sounds super charismatic, super Pentecostal, like our worship is gonna get out there to the streets and everything. But can I tell you something? How many people stopped and looked up to me? And I said, hey, I'm praying for you. Hey, hey, be safe, be healthy, be whole. Let the worship of your homes rise up and be a, a, just a weapon for the homes around you, for the people around you. Come on, guys, you don't need a worship leader. You don't need Pastor Jordan. You don't need him. You got worship on your phone. You got, we have so much worship available to us. Turn it up. The second thing that we can rebuild is now is the church. We don't get to gather physically, but we get to gather here. So make this a priority. Sundays, Wednesday nights, parents with your kids, do the kids' zone instruction. Pray over them. Do the crafts with them. Pray together during prayer meeting. Don't be at prayer meeting scrolling through social media. Don't be at Sunday morning scrolling through all this other stuff that you can turn the distractions off. Be the church together. Let's rise up our homes through the gathering of the church online together. Exciting news? O-groups. We're going to still have our O-groups. 
We're going to continue to meet. Now, physically, we're going to have Google Hangouts. So if you are part of an O group, if you have already been a part of an O group, you will be hearing from your O group leader. They'll be sending out the link to join. If you today are saying, I want to be a part of an O group, I want to get on a Google Hangout, I want to be a part of other people and share what's going on and talk, then you can sign up on our website right now for those O groups. And we'll make sure to get you plugged into one right away. But we are launching out O groups as the church. And we're going to be continuing to pray for the church, pray for our officials, pray for the churches across the city, pray for every corner, every block, and pray that the Holy Spirit's anointing of the church would be upon us. And then the fourth thing is uh, the third thing that we can build right now is the community. We can continue to pray for our officials, for our first responders, for our medical teams. Lend a hand where you can. If you know somebody that's in need, tell us. Let us know. I've been saying it a bunch, but please let us know. Pray for those that are serving. Pray for those business owners that are in fear of losing their small businesses because they're not getting business. Pray that God would sustain them, that the Holy anointing of heaven would fall upon them, that they would come to salvation. Guys, see how this, we got a lot of things to pray for. This is a time for us that what Satan thought he could destroy, it is a time for us to look at him in the face and say, we are rebuilding the walls of our home and of our church and of our community. We are saying, yes, that the time is now. The time to rebuild is now. And so as we rebuild our homes and our families, the third thing that I want to teach through Nehemiah is this, is that I saw this, that the family is called and was called to guard the exposed places. So if you continue in Nehemiah, there is a call now for in Nehemiah 3 for all the families to gather and to begin to be rebuilding the walls. And you get all these different listings of names and of families, the son of this, the son of that person, the son of that person. They were all began to call the families together to rebuild the walls, to begin to help out. But Nehemiah 4, scroll through your Bible to Nehemiah 4, 10 through 15, Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, the strength of the laborers is giving out and there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. There's a cry of desperation saying, how are we gonna do this, right? Many of you are saying, how are we gonna do this? This is such a big task, right? This is so massive. I don't know how we're gonna do this, how we're gonna get past this. And it continues in verse 11. Also, our enemies said, before they know it or seize us, we will be right over there among them and we'll kill them and put an end to their work. Then the Jews who live near them came and told us 10 times over, Wherever you turn, they will attack us. Nehemiah proclaims this. Therefore, in verse 13, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, the places that were open for for people coming in and invading. This is interesting. Posting them by families. He posted the places that were exposed, the places that were the lowest places by families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And after I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. Today, as we rebuild our homes, as we rebuild our families, we then are going to be placed as guards among the city, guys. We are going to say we are not going to allow for our blocks to have violence and racism and hate upon them because we have been placed in the center of our street blocks and we are now guarding the places where God, where Satan would wanna destroy. We are saying, God, you are the one that fights for us. You are the one that keeps us strong. You are the one that invades in us. And so today, guys, it is time for us to say, we wanna stand guard at the exposed places. 
We wanna stand guard for our neighbors that do not know the good news of Jesus Christ, that we can stand guard for them and say, Holy Spirit, surround their home. Holy Spirit, surround their dwelling place. May what they have been feeling, what they've been experiencing, be thwarted in the name of Jesus. Guys, it is time for us not to fight with swords and spears and bows, but it is time to fight on our knees. It is time to fight for us in the word of God. It is time to fight as we worship and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Guys, this gets me excited. I'm not just a preacher here today that's pumped up that I can get a good word. This should... Uh, just make your home come alive to say we are standing guard today and we are gonna see the exposed places be guarded by the kingdom and by the family of God. It is time for families to rise up with deep intercessory prayer. Pray, guys. Oh man, pray. If you don't know what to pray, just say, Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm asking you to move. I'm asking you to speak. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, come. Jesus, have your way. Hide every exposed place. So today, this is a family matter. This is not, yes, the government is doing their best, officials are doing their best, but this is a family matter. This is the kingdom of God saying, it's time for us to rise up and to do a work here. Can I pray for you as a family at home right now, wherever you may be? Would you bow your heads and would you close your eyes? And would you just take 10 seconds on your own to just say, Jesus, I say yes to you right now, to our home, to my children, for my roommates, for my roommates that don't know you, for my dwelling places, I say yes to you right now. So Jesus, today, we repent of everything that we have in our homes and our lives that do not bring you glory and honor. I say, Father, forgive us, wash us clean, purify us, Make us like you. Father, burn away everything in us that does not give you glory, does not lift your kingdom higher. Father, as we repent, I pray that you would rebuild the walls of our homes and of our families. I pray that marriages would be restored, God. Where there has been uh, thoughts of leaving homes, leaving marriages, God, in the name of Jesus, would you repair those marriages right now? where there has been deception and deceit. Right now, God, would you heal and deliver that, God? Where there have been fathers or mothers that have neglected their homes, God, would you forgive them, God? And would you put in them such a, an immense amount of, of power and of strength to see their homes and their families built up right now? God, I pray that you would restore the families, God, back to your heart. God, that you would shake off everything that needs to be shaken, God, and you would leave, God, the things that need to be left, God, and that is your kingdom, that is your truth, those, that is your promises, God. God, would you restore uh, um, fathers and sons, God? Would you restore uh, uh, mothers and daughters, God? Would you, God, just pour out dreams and visions into homes, God? Would homes be lighthouses in the midst of a dark city today, God? Would they be wellsprings of life, God, in the midst of a desert today, God? Would homes be the places where you dwell and where you come alive, God? We we want your presence in our homes. We desire it, God. So God, help us. Give us the courage and strength to shut off distraction, to shut off the noise, to shut off the things that we need to, to see shut off and to put uh, in front of us the things that you want to build in us, you, the character you want to replace in us, God, the, the, the knowledge of who you are inside of our minds, inside of our hearts, inside of our spirits. God, today we say yes to you. So God, I pray that this word would not just be a word that has been spoken, but we would be your disciples and we would allow for it to take root and we would dwell on it and continue to dwell on it. God, we bless you, we honor you, and we praise you and we ask this in Jesus' name, amen.